Yeah, firstly, welcome. Thank you for taking your nights out and, and, and coming to, to hear more about, I, I, I think, what God wants us to experience and, and walk in. And I think the Holy Spirit is so central to everything and how He outworks and the gifts of gifts of the Spirit is so central to us as as Christians. So thank you for signing up. I, I hope what we get out of today is a little bit of a, a challenge, a little bit of an, a challenging of your understanding of who is the Holy Spirit. And I, I think today is setting, setting us up for the next two sessions, which will be next Tuesday and the following Tuesday. So what I really don't want this time to be is a, a, a teachy time, if you know what I mean. I want us to start um, sort of digging deeper into our relationship with with the Holy Spirit, into the way we we think and feel, and 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 how the Holy Spirit outworks in us. And I think over this period of the next three weeks, I really want us to dig deeper into the Holy Spirit and to how He works and how He can work through you. And we're going to challenge you. I know Dan's got. Dan and Starla are going to do the second one, and they really got some out there things for you guys. So it's going to look a little bit different. It's going to, it's going to be, yeah, not, not, your, not your usual stuff, um, which I think is good. Rom might come up and say a few things to, to start. But really how we see this time is, is just being open with each other, being able to talk, be real. I think we're all on a journey of discovery. No one has the right answer all the time. So feel free to say what you're thinking, say what you're feeling, say some of the stuff which scares you, some of the stuff which you don't understand. Talk about it because this is the this is the place to do it. So we can start sharing ideas and 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 how we. Um, <clears throat> something that I've been going through uh, at our community group is about the creation story and how God operated and how he interacted with Adam and Eve before the fall. And that was very much through the power of the Spirit that God was connected. The Spirit was connected to them and God led them. And they made choices based on what God told them rather than what they decided. And now that we've been restored to that relationship through Jesus Christ and through our relationship with him, we have that access again to the Holy Spirit. So the question then becomes, what does that look like? How do we... We need handles on how to... Um, what the word is to co-labor with God and to, to walk with God and to hear from, his, hear from Him constantly in all the decisions that we make. Otherwise, we switch back to the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So this, I think this, this sessions that we're going to have now is going to be helpful to give you the tools that you need in terms of understanding of how to operate in, in conjunction with the Spirit of God. Okay, cool. So, just to start, I think you're in groups for a reason. We really want you to discuss some of these things we're going to... So, I'm going to pose a question right at the beginning. And that question is on slide one. It is, who is the Holy Spirit? Who is it to you? Who... Oh, discuss this in your groups for five minutes. Who is the Holy Spirit in your life? What, you know, what, what does he mean to you? Who, who is he personally to you? Just discuss what do you think about when, you, when someone says, who is the Holy Spirit? What do you think of? What do you, how do you engage? 
What are some of the big Holy Spirit questions? What are some of the big stuff that actually I don't quite understand? And I think it's okay to have questions. I, I think we're on a journey of discovering more and more. And it's okay to pose questions and say, listen, yeah, I don't know how. I don't know why. I don't know what he does. But I think that's why we're here, to learn and to learn from each other. Because each of us has a, whole, has a story. Each of us has something which has impacted us. And the Holy Spirit is is in us all. Um, okay, we're going to hold our discussions there. Keep, keep thinking about that as we go through this tonight because we're going to come back to some of those questions. What we really want to do is show you a little bit of an outline of a video, um, hopefully answer some of the questions as we go through. Those that you still are unsure of, we can, we can deal with at the end. But um, yeah, Jenny, can we play the video now, please? where the uncreated world is depicted as this dark, chaotic place. But then above the chaos, God's spirit is there, hovering, ready to bring about life and order and beauty. Okay, but what is God's spirit? Yeah, so the spirit is the way the biblical authors talk about God's personal presence. The Hebrew word is ruach. Ruach. Yeah, you got to clear your throat at the end. So what is it? Well, ruach can refer to a number of different things, but what they all have in common is energy. Energy? How so? So there's an invisible energy that makes the clouds move or the tree branches sway. Right. Wind. So in Hebrew, that's ruach. Okay. Now take a big breath. (sighs) So you feel that inside you. Yeah, the air? Well, specifically the energy, right? The vitality in your body that you get from breathing deeply. That, too, is ruach. And this is the same word used in the Bible to describe God's personal presence. Just like wind and breath are invisible, God's spirit is invisible. Wind is powerful, and so God's spirit is powerful. And just as breath keeps us alive, so God's spirit sustains all of life. Yeah, Ruach. Now, as we continue on in the story of the Bible, we see God's Ruach giving special empowerment to people for specific tasks. The first person in the Bible this happens to is Joseph. God's Spirit enables him to understand and interpret dreams. And then it happens to this guy named Bezalel, and he's an artist. God's Spirit empowers him with wisdom and skills. He's given creative genius to make beautiful things in the tabernacle. And we also see God's Ruach empower a group of people called the prophets. They're able to see what's happening in history from God's point of view. That's exactly right. And here's the problem as the prophets saw it. While God's Ruach had created a really good world, humans have given in to evil. They've unleashed chaos into it through their injustice. A new type of disorder. Yes. And the prophet said the spirit would come, just like in Genesis 1, but now to transform the human heart, to empower people to truly love God and others. How will this new act of God's spirit happen? Well, centuries pass and we are introduced to Jesus. And at the beginning of his mission, there's this beautiful scene where Jesus is being baptized in the waters of the Jordan River. Yeah, the sky opens up and God's spirit comes and rests on him like a bird. The story is saying that God's spirit is empowering Jesus to begin the new creation. And we see this happening when he heals people or forgives their sins. He's creating life where there once was death. Now, Israel's religious leaders oppose Jesus and they eventually have him killed. But even here, God's spirit is at work. The earliest disciples of Jesus, who saw him alive from the dead, said it was God's energizing spirit that raised Jesus. This is the beginning of new creation. Yes, and it's still going. When Jesus appeared to his closest followers, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. 
And soon after that, the Spirit powerfully comes on all of his disciples. So that they can become a part of this new creation and share the good news and learn how to live by the energy and influence of God's Spirit. And so today, the Spirit is still hovering in dark places. Yes, pointing people to Jesus, transforming and empowering them so they can love God and others. And the Christian hope is that the Spirit is going to finish the job. The story of the Bible ends with a vision of a new humanity, living in a new world that's permeated with God's love and life-giving spirit. Hey, thanks for watching this video on the Holy Spirit. This is one of many videos that we make where we take a biblical theme and trace it from the beginning to the end of scripture. The Bible Project is a nonprofit animation studio. You can watch all of our videos for free on YouTube, and you can help us make more by going to our website at jointhebibleproject.com. All right. If you've ever... um, okay, so that was just an overview. That was very... Who is the Holy Spirit? There's a little bit of an overview of, of yes, he was, he's... He's part of the God. He's, he's one of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He's part of the triune. He was there at the beginning, as Rom mentioned at the beginning. He, has, he, he is God. He has been part of creation all the way through. And now he's a personal force. Now he's come on people. And I think that, that just was a very illustrative way of saying, you know what? The Holy Spirit is accessible to you, me, to everyone now through Jesus. But what I really want to focus on is when we sometimes think about the Holy Spirit, we sometimes think about the education of the Holy Spirit. We sometimes think, okay, well, this is what I know of the Holy Spirit. This is what I, I understand of the Holy Spirit. And I loved where your conversations were going because it was it became a lot of, this is who the Holy Spirit is to me. And I think for us to, to live a life that is empowered by the Holy Spirit, we really have to know the Holy Spirit. I think in order to know Jesus fully, you have to know the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. And I think sometimes we get caught in, in this, 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 this place where we almost like, well, I'm not sure... Uh, it's too much for my understanding so I can know God, I know what Jesus did and I'll follow these two because that's what I understand and I think God is saying, you know what, the Holy Spirit is where the relationship is the Holy Spirit is where the life is the lifeblood and and to fully understand those two you have to understand that there's a Holy Spirit that is living within us and without that Holy Spirit a lot of what we do is religion it's education it's it's not the feeling the presence the empowering of the holy spirit and that's our that's why this first one is just we need to we need to understand from the from the get go that the holy spirit is someone who empowers us to do the gifts of the spirit and as that says is to bring god's life and how we bring god's life is god's spirit comes in and we activate the gifts that he's given us within the holy spirit to to change lives and to do amazing things for him so i think starting out there's this unknown aspect to the holy spirit which makes people afraid they've seen stuff and they they all of a sudden okay well i don't understand that so I'd, i'm not going to explore that further or i don't want a part of that and i think the way the king james bible also 
it, it describes the Holy Spirit is he describes it as the Holy Ghost. And sometimes when you think of the word ghost, there's all these connotations. I mean, ghost, you know, it's, it's very supernatural. It's very, but I think what, what is so plain and what the Bible clearly shows is that the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is God the Father, God the Son, and, and the Holy Spirit is actually a person. He has a personality. So if we go to the next slide, the Holy Spirit is a divine person. He possesses a mind, emotions, and will, which means the Holy Spirit thinks and knows. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us, and he makes decisions according to his will. He's got a will, but he also searches the will of the Father and, and Jesus. He reveals Jesus. And don't worry, all, this, all of this is in a pack that you'll get. with. So don't worry about taking notes because... Really, we want you fully engaged in this because everything of this will be will be given to you at the end of the evening. So, um, I just want us to start engaging and start thinking about this in in a, in a different way. I think so much of the time we it's difficult to understand the Holy Spirit as a person, which means actually God, the person. There's a person living in me, and it's. It's, it's a strange concept. There's God as a person living in me who has emotions, has a will, has, has some of these things which, which if we really truly understood, it would change the way we live because I think God is always calling us for, to have an awareness of the Holy Spirit because he is a person within you. And I know as, as Rom's spoken about all the time, is, it's almost like there's a dove on your, on your shoulder. It's the presence of God is as real as as a dove on your shoulder. He's something that is in you, and it's only able to understand it if we start recognizing it and start understanding, you know what, we are not spiritual beings. We don't live out of the spiritual realm all the time, so we forget that we are actually connected to God through the Holy Spirit and through the person. If I get Rom up here, Rom, stand up. What makes what makes Rom Rom? It's quite a weird question. Like, what makes Rom who he is? And now if I ask Nushi, Nushi, who's Rom? Um, he's my husband. He's my friend. What do you want me? Oh, as a person, he's very he's he's loving. He's blunt. He's kind. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a very uh, mercy heart. He's soft, um, but you see, like if you didn't know, if you didn't know Rom, and you've just had that explanation from Nushi on the personality traits, the character traits of Rom, you actually feel like you you know Rom a bit better, and that's what we do with the Holy Spirit. We get to understand him by understanding actually he's a person with character traits that is for us to actually understand and to experience because his character traits if it's connected with our spirit become our character traits in certain areas and I think that is so key for us to understand that if the Holy Spirit is in me and living through me we actually are ambassadors for Christ as we're supposed to be and I think that is that is such a key thing to understand as the Holy Spirit is actually that's the relationship aspect that is 
one of the most important things to being a Christian. And it's the thing which actually makes you come alive. It's the thing which actually makes you, hang on, this is exciting. It's not just a, oh, God, the Father, God's up there type thing. It's, what can I do for you, Father? Um, I don't know. If, obviously, you guys have friends who are either nominal Christians or non-Christians. And the way they would describe you as being very religious, right? Because they have no other language to describe what we are going through. And the reason for that is very interesting. I mean, if God is who he says he is, he's extremely holy. Like the, he's the other end of holy, right? And, we are, and our attempt to get close to God is fractional. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's incremental and, it, and the gap is infinite. So, if we didn't have a personal God who, who reveals himself to us by himself as a spirit of God, the Holy Spirit as a person, there is no way that you can bridge that gap. And I've never realized that until this, just now, I mean that revelation hit me, is that if you don't have the Holy Spirit, it doesn't matter how good a Christian you are, but if you don't have the revelation and the, and the experience of the Holy Spirit, and relate, that's what gives you that relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not reverence. It's not kneeling, on your, uh, you know, kneeling and praying and crying out to God because that gap just remains. And you're crying out to a distant God that you can't really have a personal relationship with. But the way that, the, that the whole, God has revealed himself through the Holy Spirit, through the person of the Holy Spirit, into your heart gives you a personal experience of what God is saying and it just changes the whole experience, the whole the whole relationship and so Jenny next slide and we're just going to quickly run through some of the some of the holy spirit characteristics so he has feelings he can be offended i love this one he is gentle and that is so key for understanding his relationship with us, that he's never going to push us to do something. He's never pushy. He will never force us to comply with him. He will never violate our personality. He may disturb us and challenge us to change, which he convicts us of certain things, but he's, he's not that type of person. Otherwise, you become robots forced to do things. He's absolutely gracious. He challenges us to change and to conform to the person of Jesus. I think that's what his main role is, to make us more like Jesus and empower us to make those changes. Next slide. Just one thing that Andy said, which is very key, is you know, the Holy Spirit is represented by a dove and a dove sitting on your shoulder. Bill Johnson speaks about how do you live and how do you operate and how do you work out and how do you walk with a dove on your shoulder? How mindful are you of that relationship when you get off the stage, when you get into your car, so that the dove doesn't fly away? So it's that type of intimate relationship that God is calling to us, calling us to, sorry. So just following a little bit on, there's some of his actions. I mean, we, we're seeing how real of a, a person... Um, the Holy Spirit is. He leads, he guides, he works, he gives, he fellowships, he convicts, he teaches, he comforts, he counsels, he prays. He has intelligence, thought, speech, and language. And that blows your mind sometimes. I, 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 I was putting this and I was like, actually, you know what? He's so real. He's so real. And sometimes we think, oh no, he's, 
you know, not so personal. So next, what I want us to do is I want us to discuss that. What, what aspects of what we've just spoken about resonate with you? Has it changed your way of thinking about the Holy Spirit? Has it reinforced some of the things you already know? I, I think for me, it's, it's quite a bit of a revelation. If you haven't had that revelation of actually he's a person living within me, he has a personality. So let's just discuss that within our groups for, for three or four minutes. Has that challenged your thinking? Is that, yeah, is it different to the way you've always thought about the Holy Spirit? In, in the notes you're going to get, one of the, one of the passages which, is, which I love and I, I specifically highlighted is, the only way we can experience anything of God is through the Holy Spirit. God is spirit, and the only way we can relate to Him is when our spirit has been brought to life by His Spirit. We are regenerated when we are born again by the Holy Spirit. And once that happens, we have a growing experience of the person of the Holy Spirit. He alone is the one who helps us relate to God, the Father and God the Son. And so He is integral in everything we do. Um, it also helps you helps you understand a little bit of the born again that little saying like i'm i'm a born again christian it's actually like i've got the holy spirit in me now you know i might not outwardly understand it but inwardly you've got a person living inside you now who can help you who can comfort you who can give you all those experiences which you can walk through in life um and i i think what we sometimes do is we confuse emotionalism, uh, how you're feeling, how, how am I feeling at this with the Holy Spirit. But when we, we need to understand the Holy Spirit is experiential. It's, he, is, he is a powerful person who can change the direction of our life. And, and we, we sometimes focus so much on the emotional aspect of, of the Holy Spirit and, and how he how we f think we experience him only when we in that emotional state, but how actually he's a person in me who can always be working within me, and it's not always only in that emotional state that I'm actually experiencing the Holy Spirit. And I think that's quite, quite key. Um, and then also, just to, to reiterate some, some of the Holy Spirit, it. Jesus' ministry. Well, Jesus is a person. For the next slide. So, in Jesus' life, it's such a great example of the power of the Holy Spirit coming on someone and working through someone. And here's Jesus who was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Jesus was baptized. And what happened when he was baptized? The Holy Spirit came upon him and descended. The Spirit of God descended like a dove and came. Hello. What happened after that point? He immediately left and went into the desert to be tested. But what did that activate? That activated his ministry. That activated the outworkings of God in the world. That activated everything that came on. And he was able to minister powerfully by the means of the Holy Spirit. Not because he was God, because he'd had to relinquish that. But as soon as the Holy Spirit came on, he could access God and he could do only what the God, God the Father allowed him to do and that's that personal relationship with the Holy Spirit and that's that 
living from a place where, you know what, I can actually see what the Holy Spirit wants me to do. I can actually feel what I'm being led into. And I think we are all trying to strive in a measure to get more and more of that so we can be more like Jesus and operate more like Jesus. And Jesus is inviting us to that. He's saying, this is here for you. This is some of the stuff, the gifts of the Spirit I've given to you. It's called a gift for a reason. It's, it's to build people up. It's to build the church up. It's to build yourself up. It's to make you successful in life. And we're going to go through in the next coming weeks of all the gifts. And we're, we're going to understand the gifts further. And we're going to start trying to operate in some of those gifts. Because it's what God so desires us to do. It, what, it's, it's so on God's heart for us to make an impact in the world and bring the Holy Spirit to the fore so that God, the heaven, invades earth. And I think um, Jesus is just such a good example of, of someone who did that. And it's, it's almost like, yes, he did that. He transferred it to his disciples who did that. The disciples changed the world, and that's our commission. If you go read Acts, some of the amazing things that they did, they changed nations, a small group of people, and, and God's calling that calling that out in us you know you can do amazing things for him you can change people's lives you can change situations through him um yeah and i mean one one of the craziest mind-blowing things is that he actually says to the disciples he says you know what it's actually to your advantage that i go and when i think about that it's crazy because here's jesus with them at the same time doing all these things, making, empowering them to do what he's doing. But he actually says, it's to your advantage that I leave. And when you think about it, you know what? Actually, that Holy Spirit presence is more powerful, more beneficial than if Jesus was standing right here. And that's quite a, whoa, where did that come from? Because if we can understand that, we have access to that it should change that mindset and change that, actually, I want to know as much as I can about this. Not a head knowledge, an experiencing knowledge. And unfortunately, some of that experiencing knowledge is when you step out of the boat and do some of the things that God is calling us to do. And it's, it's a challenge. <laughs> I think we all understand that there's a challenge ahead um, to experience more. One of the things that we forget is that when Jesus came to uh, in the flesh, he gave up all forms of his personal godliness. And it's only when, God, <clears throat> when Jesus goes back into heaven that he's glorified. So in between that, in that gap of the 33 years, he was perfectly human. He was, yes, he was a son of God, but he was perfectly human. And whatever he did, he did by the power of the Holy Spirit. That is why you see the, that when he steps into ministry, before he steps into ministry, he gets baptized, he spends 40 days, in the, he gets filled with the, with the Spirit, and then he goes into the desert, and there's a preparation period for his heart, even though he's a son of God. And, and then, uh, whatever he's walking on water, healing the sick, everything by the power of the Spirit. And then he, he imparts that, like, like we were watching in the video, to all of the disciples where he breathes on them and he imparts the spirit onto them and they are able to do even more than he did. Yet we live, as Andy very rightly said, 
Don't you, haven't you ever said, I wish I could actually have a face-to-face -face encounter with Jesus? But really, you have that access to the throne room of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. And you can do anything and all things through Christ Jesus because of your relationship with God and the Holy Spirit. So I don't think we're going to do too much more on that. I think, Jenny, actually, because in the notes there's a lot more information. There's, there's a lot more content there. I am a bit wary of time. And I do want to leave some time for questions as well. But if we could maybe just rush through some of those, um, some of those final points. So there is an empowering aspect to the Holy Spirit. It's the reason why he commanded the, the disciples to stay in a place until the power of the Spirit came on them. And what did they do when it came on them? It burst life and they, they operated in some of the gifts of the Spirit and they were able to be effective going forward and it changed everything. Um, next one. He obviously seals our salvation and he assures us of our salvation. There's that assurity we can have. Actually, you know what, Holy Spirit, you assure me of everything God has for me. Next one. The Holy Spirit gives us power. Yes, we've spoken about that. Next one. He guides us into truth. That's why reading the Bible sometimes, the Holy Spirit's activating some of those revelations. He's guiding you into something. That's why when someone's speaking, Everybody is getting something different from that person that's relevant, that's so personal. And it's almost like he's highlighting truth in our lives. Next. He's our teacher. Okay, that's next. He glorifies Jesus. I love that. He's, he's, he's not glorifying himself. He's glorifying. He's revealing God. He's revealing the Father. He's revealing Jesus and the way Jesus and them operate together. Next. He gives us the fruit of the Spirit. He brings us that fruit, which is peace, joy, love, hope, all the good stuff. If we find the Holy Spirit and operate out of that Holy Spirit's um, life, these are the natural fruits that come. Next, He helps us in our prayer life. Next, He helps us worship. Yeah, the Holy Spirit helps us in our fight against the enemy and the devil. And I think the more we invest and the more we understand the Holy Spirit, we start understanding more of the things of the spiritual realm. And when we do that, we realize, actually, we're in a battle. We're in a spiritual battle for every time you take ground for, 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 the, for God, you're taking ground off someone and you're taking ground off the devil and, and there's that spiritual battle which is happening and with the Holy Spirit, you can take ground. Through your natural means, it's impossible. God even says it's impossible, but you can take ground through, through the Holy Spirit. Yes. He sanctifies us. And sanctification just means becoming more like Jesus. Yes. Holy Spirit imparts spiritual gifts to the believer. And this is the exciting part that we're going to walk into from now. So we've done an understanding of who the Holy Spirit is. Next week we're going to, there's gifts to be had. And we're going to start challenging you in those areas. And it's exciting. I think come with an open, open mind, come with an open, open way of thinking and say, Holy Spirit, you know, do what you want to help me, help me understand some of the stuff that you want me to do. And is that all, Jenny?
that's everything. Okay, I think, you want to say anything? I think if, if I can lead us in prayer and then we'll, we'll end. Um, I really feel like the Holy Spirit is not something to just know. It's something to experience and something to just live out of. So I really want to just pray with, uh, with us um, just, just for the Holy Spirit to drop and start, start bringing you some revelation of who He is and how He works in your life. And um, yeah, so Father God, we just, we thank you for this time, Father. We thank you that your Holy Spirit is just such a personal person, Father, that we can just walk in tune with you through this amazing, amazing gift that you've given us, Father. Lord, we pray that the Holy Spirit becomes so much more alive in each and every one of us, Father God, that we let him be alive in us, Lord, that we let you do more in us, Father. There is so much more that you want for us, Father. There's so much more that we can take and we can do. And I just feel like God is just... He's, he's drawing us, as Dan spoke about, drawing us into the deep end, drawing us into a place where, you know what, I might not have all the answers, but I'm going to trust the Holy Spirit to get me through. So, Father God, just just release, uh, release your, let loose your Holy Spirit in our lives. Lord, we just wait on you. We wait on your power. We wait on you. We, we know that this Christianity this is just a religion without you, Father, without the Holy Spirit. So we, we just ask that the Holy Spirit connects us to, to, the, to the life and the, the lifeblood that you have for us. Father, we just pray, Lord, that uh, as, we, as we continue our lives and we go back to the normalcy of our lives, Father, that you will reveal yourself more personally to us through, the power, through, your, through your Spirit. Holy Spirit, we invite you. We invite you to make us more sensitive to you, to, to be able to understand and to feel everything that you're feeling, everything that you're saying, everything that you're doing. Change our focus from our strength, our focus on our knowledge and our, our wisdom to the knowledge of God, to the wisdom of God, that we may listen moment by moment to your unction, to your, to your guidance, to your instruction, so how we may step out and how, how we may make decisions in that moment will be led by you. Father, if we can operate on that level, we know that you change our entire destiny. And Lord, we want to walk in that victory. Lord, a lot of the things that we mess up, mess up with is because we make decisions based on our emotions and our experience and what we think is our knowledge and our, our education, but it's really limited compared to the knowledge of God. So, Lord, we just want to tap into our relationship with you in a deeper way. I just pray, Lord, that you will make us be disciplined in our approach to you so that we can actually have that connection with you on a regular moment-by-moment -moment basis. In Jesus' name. Just before Dan comes up, I know some of you have written down questions. And I think, does anyone have some burning questions that they need answered? I, I hope a lot of what we spoke about answers some of the, the questions of who the Holy Spirit is. But if there's anything which 
you really want further clarification on or further understanding on, please just, I think we've run out of time now, but please come talk to us afterwards. I'm not saying we will have the answers. I promise you we don't have all the answers. But I, I guess we can walk a journey with you to that understanding as, and, and invite the Holy Spirit to come and bring some understanding as well. All right, Dan. I just think, um, I just want to set us up for next week. Um, Salem, myself, and Bruce are going to do some stuff around prophecy, around uh, and understanding and walking in the gifts. But there's a scripture that says, If you then are evil and know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? And I feel like if we just this week as a challenge to go out, just daily ask God, God, I want more of your presence in my life today. Holy Spirit, would you guide me? And I think if with the stuff that came out of our group, at least, is just being aware that the Holy Spirit is with you already. And I think that's, that's, that's half of the thing. And uh, you guys, we're going to be sending you an email with uh, a manual, which is a, in PDF to, uh, form. And then there's also a gifts test course. And uh, the amazing thing about that is that I thought, oh, let me do it. I kind of know what I should be doing. I mean, I'm a pastor, so if I don't have it by now, like, then, there's, then there's a problem. And it's amazing, the thing, as I, as I did the gifts, it's about 92 questions. I'll probably take about 15 minutes. And uh, it's exactly, it said, uh, like, apostolic was number one, which is kind of planning churches. Then it was missionary. Then it was musician, uh, worship leader. So it's kind of all the three areas that I'm involved in already, pastoral. Starla had on top of her list administration, which is clearly, I had hospitality on mine, which, again, is part of what, the makeup that God has made me. So we're going to send that to you guys. Um, have a look through. And I think God always blesses what you already are loving and what you're already leaning towards. So, and I remember someone saying that at five, six years old, whatever interests you then is actually what you're meant to be doing. And I think that will start to come out in, in the gifts of God that he has for you. So it's not like this thing that you're going to get, someone's going to come lay hands on you and all of a sudden you're going to have that. That may happen. But in general, it's like, well, Amy's gifted in art. God's going to use her in that gifting to bless the church. So 